segments in this episode were recorded quite a while ago, but I've been really busy and haven't been able to actually uh, finish up editing a lot of these episodes. So it's been such a while since we put an episode out, I thought I'd go ahead and just um, put out this game of 20 questions and also the golden share. And then hopefully uh, pretty soon I'll be able to put out a regular episode. But for now, um, we'll just have this abbreviated one. Let's play 20 questions. Oh boy. There we go. So Lauren, have you ever played 20 questions before? Yes. So you know that I am thinking of something and then you and my dad have to, within 20 yes or no questions, you have to figure out the thing I'm thinking of? Yeah. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Lauren, would you like to be the first person to ask a question, or would you prefer that I ask the first question? Mm, you can. Okay, sounds good. I will ask the first question. Uh, today's hint is it is a thing, a physical object. All right, Lauren, I'm going to ask my first question. Um, Archer, is this thing something that Lauren could carry in her arms? Yes, she could carry it in her arms, although she wouldn't. Mm. Is it edible? It is not an edible thing. You cannot eat it, or should not. Is this something that people play with? Uh, no, um, it helps with play purposes, but it is not necessary. Lauren, you're up for the fourth question. Is it something that alive? It is not alive. Okay, so Lauren, let's try and remember what we have so far. Can you tell it back to me? Not edible, and it's not alive. And you don't play with it, or people don't typically play with it. And also, it's something that you could carry. So that means it's not enormous. Archer, was this uh, object, or was this kind of object, was it around when my great-grandparents were born? Yes, and long before that, and still around during our time, we use it a lot. Is it a basket? A basket? Unfortunately, it is not a basket. Is this something that is used to get work done? Um, it, it helps with that, just like it would help in a game, but it is not used for work, no. It's not a hammer, it's not a saw, so it's not a tool per se. Not a pen or a pencil, because you'd use that for work too. Right. Not a computer. And computers weren't around when my great-great-grandparents were born either, so Correct. yeah, not a computer. Okay. Lauren, you're up for the eighth question. Can it fit in a small shoebox? Yes, I'd say it would perfectly fit in a shoebox. Wait a minute. Perfectly fit in a shoebox? Hey, hey, Lauren, you know what fits into shoeboxes? Shoes. Do you think maybe Archer is thinking of shoes? Maybe. Okay, Archer, is this something that you wear? Yes, you do wear this thing. You should wear it every day if you plan on going out of your house. Are they shoes? Oh my goodness, it is a shoe. Oh, or nice shoes. job. Hooray, we did it. Nice job, Lauren. So, I wear a lot of different types of shoes. I think I've got six pairs of shoes. 
Lauren, what kind of shoes do you wear? Mm, I really like Nike shoes. Yeah, Nike's pretty good. Lauren, do you wear athletic shoes all the time? Like Nike athletic shoes? Yeah, I'll take like casual boots or like tennis shoes. Tennis shoes are pretty nice. Mm. Mostly I wear my cowboy boots. Do you wear those to church? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Why do you like cowboy boots so much? Because they're so cool and there can be like patterns on them. And sometimes they can come in bright and colorful colors. Well, what, what color are your cowboy boots? I have some brown cowboy boots. They're very fun. Nice. So I wear tennis shoes when I'm running normally during cross country. And then during special uh, cross country and track events, I wear these shoes called spikes. Spikes uh, have little spots where you can screw in a spike to get better grip on the ground. And it makes it so you're able to push off of the ground and run faster. Dad, do you own any shoes that you use especially for one kind of purpose? Well, I like to play basketball, and um, good basketball shoes grip the floor real well in a basketball gym. I've also got a pair of soccer shoes, and they've got cleats in them, not metal spikes. They're just molded plastic cleats, but I don't wear them a whole lot because I don't play soccer a whole lot anymore. I've got some snow boots, but I wear them if it's really cold out or if it's wet because these snow boots are also waterproof. Other than that, my shoes are pretty general purpose. Now, Lauren, uh, your dad... Um, he is a special type of doctor. Do you know what kind of doctor he is? He chops off legs and makes new ones. Does your dad actually chop off feet? He doesn't really do that, does he? Actually, he does. Oh my I goodness. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Is your dad around? Ask him how many feet he's chopped off. I'd love to know. Yeah, let me go ask him. I'm sitting in the office right now. Yeah, I want to get this information. Dad, how many legs have you cut off? Never cut a leg. He has never cut a leg off. Wait what? a minute. Has he not been yeah. doing his job right? Have you ever chopped an arm off? I'm not a surgeon. <laughs> he is not a surgeon. That's what he said. My mom had some uh, foot problems at some point, and it was making it really painful to walk for her. Your dad made special inserts for her by... Um, putting her foot in a um a little mold thing and then he gave those inserts to her and then she is able to put those in her shoes and now it's a lot less painful to walk on them she says she feels like amazing when she's wearing them yeah she's very grateful to your dad for uh, doing that lauren do you have inserts for your feet no so your cowboy boots that you have you just put your feet in them there's not some plastic piece that goes in there in addition to your feet? Well, sometimes my feet do hurt in my cabinet. So my dad brought home some foam, some, yeah, some, some box of foam, and we're going to make some foam. Oh, interesting. So it's something you can put in your cowboy boots, um, like on uh, right below your feet, and then it makes it less painful to walk on? Hey, Lauren, I've got another idea for you. Instead of wearing cowboy boots that hurt your feet, maybe you could get some more of those Nikes you were talking about because those are super comfortable, I bet. Um, listen to this. My feet, well, Dad says that they're 
I don't remember the strongest my feet. It's just they can't fit into Nike shoes. My huh. dad, my feet will hurt even more. But my dad did say that he could buy me some high tops. And those are some other shoes I very much want. Nice. So, Lauren, a lot of women in history have worn shoes that they think are very uncomfortable because they like how they look. Do you think that makes sense to wear shoes that you love how they look, even though they're uncomfortable? Yeah. What? That's crazy. You would do that? You would wear shoes that were uncomfortable because they make you look awesome? You'd really do that? Well, sometimes I do do that with no, sometimes if my child doesn't really hurt my feet, I don't wear them. But sometimes I do them, they hurt my feet. Hmm. Well, talking to you, Lauren, you make me want to go buy some awesome-looking cowboy boots and then wear those around school. I don't think I could run in those, though. Well, some cowboy boots you can run in. Like if they... Um, maybe, maybe not. Someone, surely has made cowboy boots designed for running. If not, hey, Lauren, do you think that your dad and I should try and start a company to um, make cowboy boots that are good for running with? Well, you could do that. You could take some cowboy boots and hot glue some rub around them. Hmm, yeah. Interesting idea. Well, thank you very much for playing 20 questions with us. Not only did you win the game, but you also won it in like half as many as you needed. We nailed it, Lauren. We did a great job on that. It's great talking with you. Good job, Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Um, hey, could you put your dad on really quick? Hey, Gunner. Hey, John. So um, she said that what her dad does is cut off legs and replace them. So we asked her how many <laughs> legs you've cut off. I replace legs. <laughs> I don't do anything like that. You're not the one that cuts them off. Something else that cuts them hey, off. Hey, dad, do you know if vascular surgeon? Hey, uh, thought for you. Do you think we could make cowboy boots that would be good for running in? You know, like make them look like cowboy boots, but would actually work like a running shoe, like a Nike or, you know, just, just a cross-country running shoe? Yeah, you can make something that exterior looks like a cowboy boot, but you've got to interior make it so it puts the foot. Do you think that product already exists? Because it seems like that would be an awesome idea. You know, with creating things, and you go look into it, it always seems like there's someone that probably beats you to the punch. Yeah, oh well. But who knows? Maybe there's no running cowboy boots yet. Running cowboy boots. Yeah. Okay, hey, Gunner, thanks for letting us talk with Lauren. Um, oh, you're welcome. Okay. Talk to you later, Gunner. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Now, it's time for the Golden Chair Award. This award is given each week by my mom, Elizabeth Lamb, to a person that was really helpful, truly caring, or made her happy. The winner gets to sit with us in the golden chair at our big table for that week, or at least until the next award is given. Even if you don't win the golden chair, there are plenty of seats with us at our big table, and you're always welcome to join us. So take it away, Elizabeth. So many golden chairs in this room. Yeah, we got plenty of them. We had a lot of people come to our rescue this week, and who just did 
very nice things for us. Our first is our dear Callie Richardson, who created this fantastic video montage of Archer and Jeremy and Seth and Brian as they received their Eagle Scout awards. She put together this video of pictures and video footage of them growing up and participating in Scouts, and it is top-notch. Yeah, somehow she had this effect where all these pictures um, looked like they were part of a comic book. That's a really cool It was really, it was really cool neat. effect. We'll have to see if we can post that on, hmm. on the yeah. website. And friends of ours from church, Al and Patty Kemp, um, they had told me that they definitely wanted to be there for Archer's um, Eagle Award Ceremony. And I knew that Patty had been sick that day, so I wasn't expecting her to be there, but they were there to, um, they, to tell Archer congratulations and to show their support for him. It was nice to see them. Like, um, actually, the week before, they had asked me, oh, well, um, when, are, when are you getting your Eagle Scout award? And I'm like, well, there's going to be a, um, a thing next Sunday, but I don't know the exact time, and I forgot all about that. And apparently someone was able to get in contact with them and tell them when it was, and they came. And it was like, oh, well, thank you. It was very nice. So also during this week, I've got to recognize my manager at work. Her name is Mary Potter. She has had... Wait, your manager is Harry Potter? Mary Potter. Oh, okay. But if she has a son, he'd be Harry Potter. Well, if he names him, if she names her him Harry. And she's a magical boss. She is a magical boss. Let me tell you. She had to pull quite a few magic tricks this week last week as we had several employees have last-minute emergencies, um, including myself. So she was able to find subs. She was able to encourage everyone, shift us around so that we were able to get all of the work done that we needed to do, um, despite people having to leave on short notice. So as part of our very busy, crazy week, we had a minor medical emergency that landed us in the ER. Um, Ava wasn't doing so great, so I would like to recognize Dr. Brar and the ER staff at Mercy Hospital um, at Highway 64 and New Ballast Road. They were marvelous. They got us in to a room within two minutes of us walking in the door. And it took a while for them to figure out the issue, but they did it, and they were kind and wonderful, and I can't commend them enough for the care that they gave us. And it turns out Ava's not dying after all. Fortunately. But I'd like to invite for our Golden Chair Award this week, um, Dr. Shores and nurse, her nurse, Nurse Laura. Um, for working Ava into their schedule within two days of us being in the ER. I was trying to find someone who could see Ava on short notice, and people were telling me, oh, well, we can see her in six weeks. And I called my doctor, and Nurse Laura said, 
bring her in day after tomorrow, we will see her. We will get her, work her in. So Nurse Laura and Dr. Shores, come, uh, come have a seat at our big table. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for saving Ava. That's right, for helping us in our time of need. Hi, this is Sarah's Weekly Joke. There was this country that was ruled by a tyrant, and this bad king had his secret police that would go around and spy on people and try and find out if anyone was plotting against the king. Well, three counts in this kingdom decided that they'd had enough and it was time to overthrow the king, so they began to plot. Unfortunately, one of the counts was caught. He was taken down to the torture chamber. The king came in and took an old rusty knife and said, Look, Count, I know you're not doing this alone, and if you give up the names of anyone who's working with you, I'll let you go. Otherwise, I'm going to cut you with this rusty knife. And the Count said, You're a tyrant. You must go. I'll never talk. I'll never talk. So the king said, Hmm, this isn't working. So he got an old shotgun down from the wall and pointed it right in the Count's face and said, Look, Count, if you don't tell me, who you're working with, I'm going to blow your face off. And the Count said, No, I'll never talk. You must be overthrown. Your rule must end, you tyrant. Well, now the king was getting really angry. So he grabbed this rusty hatchet that was laying on the ground and brandished it over the Count's head and said, Now you talk, or I'm going to cut your head off. And the Count said, Do whatever you want. I will never talk. I will never betray my country. You must be overthrown. Well, tyrant kings are not known for their patience. And at this point, the king was furious and he couldn't help himself. He swung and chopped off the count's head. And as the head was rolling down the hall, he could see the mouth of the count saying, I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll talk. Well, this story has a moral, and the moral is that you shouldn't hatch at your counts before they chicken. Okay, bye.